started hello hey pat just getting ready there yeah i know uh but now i hope you're ready because the show's starting yep so what's on your thumb um well this has to do with why i said i was more tired than you (laughs) (laughs) okay so yesterday uh at bro grill do bro grill every monday we grill something with a bunch of friends we start pretty late yeah not that not as late as we used to but yesterday we started like 9 30 and uh, we go to a 24-hour place, Meyer. We get food. We go and we grill it. And we eat out. A bunch of us. Anyway, there's this device that I've recently discovered at my house, which is it basically like the bottom of it looks like Tupperware. Like the bottom of it's like a, a Tupperware without a lid. Then the lid that you put on it has like a blade in it. And it's super, super sharp. But it's like incredible for it's got different like things you can put on the top. Like it has like a cheese grater type thing, and it has just the single blade is super nice. You can like literally get a carrot and just sli- as fast as you can slide your hand back and forth, it'll cut like nice, perfectly sized. Oh no! Like so you cut your thumb. So I was cutting onions. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> and uh, I'm going, and they have this little like plastic thing that you're supposed to do when it gets to like a nub, mm-hmm. so that you don't cut yourself. But I just like wasn't paying attention, and I was doing it pretty fast, and it was going through the onion really fast. So I just go through, and then all of a sudden, I just uh, really hurts. And uh, then I flip up my hand, and my and I got blood all over Jeff Beach. Shout out to Jeff Beach. What Jeff. about the food? Uh, well, the food was fine. I didn't. We didn't use sure? the onions. We didn't oh. use the onions that I was cutting. But I didn't get the food. That we were making a pizza. Special sauce. But um, yeah, it it like took off. It's not like a cut. Like I couldn't have gone and got it stitched. It's like literally like just took a slice out of my How thumb. How do you thumb? And so everybody everybody wanted me to go to the doctor last night because it was just nonstop bleeding. So last night I had to get a bunch of gauze and then I had to wrap it with duct tape because the uh, the gauze would just bleed through in about like a minute. You probably should have gone to the doctor. Probably should have gone to the doctor. The but hospital. in height, you know. So <laughs> so wrapped it in so much duct tape that it couldn't the blood couldn't get through the duct tape. Um, and then I like changed it out once right before bed, but this, you know, this point it was like 2 a.m. You could have bled out your thumb, man. No, that's why I wrapped it, the duct tape around it. So I could have bleed out the thumb. So, <laughs> but I could, I put pressure on it. It kept pressure on it. Anyway, I woke up and it was still kind of bleeding, but now I'm at the point where I can just have gauze and it doesn't bleed, bleed through gauze. Yuck. So, uh, I'm good now. Solid. <laughs> uh, but I did, I did, uh, my friend, uh, face. Oh yeah. Face friend of the show face, our legal analyst. Uh, it is Shamrock. Riding dirty. We did do one more uh, legal meeting about Chubstep before he left for to go back to law school so that he can be two-thirds a lawyer. And uh, we, I went golfing with this thumb. And so I just wrapped it with a bunch of duct tape and then basically just didn't grip it with the thumb part of or the right thumb. How'd that go? You know what? I actually shot a 44 under for nine holes, so it wasn't bad. So it was, I, uh, just, 
yeah, it was a pretty decent round, so maybe we should do some more duct tape. It would take me like 44 to get through like four holes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe you should try duct tape. Cut in your finger. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Don't use my thumb. Yeah, don't use your thumb. (laughs) So why were you so tired, Pat? I had a busy weekend, believe it or not. I I can believe that. I was at Navy Pier all day Saturday. My sister's work had an event there. It was like a family day thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I went to that uh, Ferris wheel now. Yeah. Okay, so I went on the Ferris wheel maybe three or four years ago. And That's I, probably the last time I've been I on there, yeah. I hate heights. Okay. Like, I am terrified of heights. Yep. And that Ferris wheel four years ago, it was very open. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Now, it's like going in a mini train car. Like, there's an electronic door that closes, and there's, there's just, like, no, nothing's open. You're, like, literally in a box. Yeah, you, f- you feel it's a much different experience, not as scary for you. I mean, I still don't like the heights. <laughs> I got through it. We went around three times. I didn't know it was that many. I thought wow, you only did once. Uh, it was bonus. like you stopped every person the first time mm-hmm. around, and then you went a complete time around without mm-hmm. stopping, okay. and then the last time they let every person off one at a time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah. First class. And it was a nice day Saturday. It was kind of cloudy, but that made up for it not being that hot. Yeah, that's a good point. Um. Well, that's cool. So, what other stuff were they doing at Navy Pier? Um, we went on a couple boat rides. There was the Sea Dog, which was Sea Dog, yeah. the big yellow thing. Yeah, it yep. was, wasn't that great to be honest. With you. <laughs> and um, then we went on like a sailing, not like a sailboat, like a ship, like it okay. was a replica pirate ship. Okay, yeah, that's we cool. Had a pirate that's flag. Cool. No, I was getting so that's seasick. That's not cool. That sucks. That's what I mean. I do not have sea yeah. legs. <laughs> and then. So this thing is totally tailored to kids. Like there's this like actor on board who yep. tells pirate stories and has part of the you know the people who pay for a ticket, the crew, yeah, like put up the sale. Well, nobody was volunteering, and yes. my sister volunteered me to the awkward point where I couldn't say no. Yeah, of course. So yeah. I had to do it. Nice. And it actually was a little heavy when I got yeah. to the top. Yeah. Got got my um my workout in. Good. So that was Saturday, and Sunday, my little sister is now at the University of Iowa, Hawkeyes. Been there many times. What a drive that is. Yeah. It was three and a half hours. I know it could be much worse, Yeah, but when your typical long drive is to Milwaukee, (laughs) that's about an hour and a half for me, that was a long drive. Yeah. And like you were saying, there's nothing there. And then there's lanes out, Mm -hmm. so there was traffic. Yeah, like, what do you do in Iowa? Well, you pass Iowa 80 truck stop. I was going to bring that up. That that was the one thing I noticed on the way that you know, besides the Mississippi River, I so wanted to stop at a low end gas station, Mm -hmm. but we did not see any off the expressway. Well, uh, yeah, Iowa 80 truck stops all high end gas stations. So, (laughs) dude, could you imagine like a low end gas station in the middle of Iowa? I mean, Iowa City's no. not in the middle of Iowa, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing around. Yeah. Uh, two different times there's been f- encounters with females at that gas station uh, involving myself at the Iowa gas station. Good encounters? No. Close encounters. <laughs> so one, <laughs> one time uh, was the volleyball team. We played a tournament in Iowa senior year uh, at Marquette, and all the guys were talking to this girl that worked at Culver's, and... Uh, I think it was the Culver's there. I think that's what it was. Uh, anyway, they got her number. We're trying to get her to drive down to Iowa City. Uh, she was very close. 
very close to driving to Iowa City from there. And uh, she ended up not coming, but then they stopped back on the way. But maybe it was the Taco Bell there. Anyway, stopped on the way back, and then uh, then it was a really awkward encounter between us and them. Right. Us and her, yeah. That's my daughter's. You take the, that uh, off. The second time, I was with my friend Taylor, and uh, I was talking to this girl behind the counter. And I thought me and her were hitting it off. And then he comes up and he says, uh, can I have some gas on pump two? And she didn't work and, there? But, no, she worked there. Oh. She was behind the counter. And uh, sure enough, that just, you know, that ruined the mood. Yeah. And then so I'm out of there. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I never let him down for that. No. No. That could have been the love of that your life. The, yeah, the gas station love of my life. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, those are all, the the uh, one with Taylor was, you know, that was maybe freshman year at Marquette. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's all good stuff, Pat. So the trip was great. You've, have you been to University of Iowa before? I have not been there. Okay. That was actually my second choice, too. Ooh. But I never visited. But you never visited. No, I had, I gotten in the five schools. Yeah. I visited one. It was Marquette. Okay. Oh, I, I don't know. I can't yeah. tell you. I went up to Milwaukee. I seen a couple shamrocks in some windows. Yep. I seen like a natty ice box blowing down the street. I'm like, I'm sold. That's all you needed. Yeah. You're not a hard sell. Yeah. Let me pay that tuition, baby. Exactly. Yeah. They <laughs> they definitely don't have natty ice in any of the other colleges. No. No. <laughs> right? You can't get that anywhere else. No. Uh, yeah. University of Iowa, I've been there. That's probably the school I visited the most other than Marquette just because all my friends from high school went there. So I was there quite a bit. There probably twice, twice a year, three times a year. Um, yeah. So uh, tell your sister that I said hi. Sure. What do you do? I don't. I don't know where you I'm go. I'm sure from there. she'll miss you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I miss seeing her when we go and record these podcasts. So, Pat, what else have you been up to? Let's see. I did stop at a gas station. Wasn't that low end? It was a BP, but it was a low end BP. You get what I'm saying? Ooh, I I do know what you're saying. Yes, yeah, a little shady. Bathroom's kind of falling apart. No bathroom. Ooh, Very even small. better. Very okay, small. You better. walk in there, and there's like one lane to walk each way. That is perfect. They had vanilla Coke, and I thought that was a rare find. Yeah. But then when I was in Iowa, I seen at the grocery store, there's 12 packs of vanilla Coke out. So Ooh. does that mean that that's making a comeback now? You know what? It's interesting that you say that because, like I said at work, me and Mike James order the supplies, and recently we've been ordering vanilla Coke. So it's back. I think it's back. You know, I had that bottle. It wasn't as great as I remembered it. Yeah. Better in your head? Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. Everything's better in your head. So, speaking of when you're talking about the gas stations last week, this I, I ran into a, a corner. I, like, freaked out because I was driving back home, and Waze pulled me off the highway, and I was on the corner of Pulaski and Chicago Avenue, and there was a Flamer Fuel... Wow. Flamer Fuel, a gas station, off-brand gas station. And then on Kitty Corner to that was a Burger King with a sign that says, try the new Whopperito. <laughs> and I was meant like, to be. I was like, this is, this this is, is, this is Pat's this Corner. This is Pat's Corner. So you can go there, Pulaski and Chicago corner. Avenue, uh, if you want to go visit that. So now I also have some reviews on the Whopperito. Oh, wow. So, People have tried uh, it. I talked to, so Trevor, uh, you know, our, our social media. No, I don't know who Trevor Yeah, Trevor, is. social media guy. Show. Yeah, uh, you can tweet him at whatever Trevor and tweet the show at Chubstep Podcast. He said, here's what he said, uh, official 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10 is uh, what he rates it. So average, but a little better than average? A little better than average. Really? So this is, and then I, I said I would talk to my friend Eric Nava, 
uh, as a Latino, what his thoughts on it were. And this is what I heard from him. This is not official, but this is what I was told to say not officially. I heard, <laughs> I heard from a pretty bird, it sounds bad, but it looks good and greasy. So what does that mean? That was the exact verbiage I had to use. So uh, Is that a rating? It. I heard from a pretty bird. So you didn't try it. <laughs> he, he did not try it, but... Well, you can't give an opinion but if he you heard haven't tried from it. A, he heard from a pretty bird, it sounds bad, but it looks good and greasy. I wonder what a pretty bird looks like. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Opposed to ugly birds and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good question. Angry birds. Yeah. Uh, these are all. <laughs> yeah, these are all good things. So, uh, what other, what other stuff, Pat? I when I was in Iowa, I picked up some thousand day aged cheese. Oh God! What, what time does it just mold? Like, what time is it just not good for you? I, well, they preserve it a certain way, and it's a, it's weird because they don't. It wasn't like refrigerated. Yeah. Yeah. So I had kind of weird. I had aged, hard cheese, like yeah, a Parmesan. Uh, I don't know. It's Gouda. Okay. So I've had aged cheese, but yeah. when I had it, it was after a couple cocktails, and I really liked it. Oh, yeah. So I had it by itself. wasn't that great. Yeah. But then <laughs> I like chips and sour cream, like potato chips yeah. and sour cream, and I put the cheese on top of the sour cream on top of the chip. It's actually a nice combo. So how old is this cheese? A thousand days aged. A thousand days. Okay. So almost three years. Yeah. <laughs> that is so old. That's, yeah. Uh, it's, what keeps it so preserved? It I have no dangerous idea. But it, it's like, yeah, it, might be better. it doesn't, it doesn't, it's like, uh, I compare it to putting vinegar on French fries that I compare to smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. when I first put vinegars on French fries, I said, it's like smoking a cigarette. It tastes yeah. really bad, but you keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like that comparison, Pat. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, not recommending the H cheese necessarily. No, it's not. Not recommending it. Just yeah. it's strange. That is strange. Yeah, uh, I, I, I remember I, I uh, in the throwback episode of Chub Step. I remember Q-Tip, friend Justin Binbender, talking about wheels of cheese. wheels of cheese, and also, but he had gone to some cheese like show where they had some very aged cheese, and you could pay a bunch of money to have some crazy aged. Jeez. I wonder if it gets like better or worse with age. I don't know. Well, I would hope that it gets better if they're selling it as a right. Well, maybe they sell option. it just because it's so rare. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Could we age our own cheese? <laughs> if we know how to do it, yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah, someone tweet us how to do that. Yes. Yeah, all your We're ideas. Buy a block to... of monster cheese. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or save those craft singles, the American. Yeah. Pat, you also did a scavenger hunt. You sent me a picture of something. What was that? A scavenger hunt. You just said you sent me a Snapchat. That was the vanilla Coke. Yeah, but what what does a scavenger hunt mean? It meant I'm going to weird gas stations. Oh, okay. I thought you were like doing one of those weird like... Can uh, I not Snapchat you anymore? You're going to bring it up every time we have the show? Well, I just thought that would be relevant. No. Okay. Well, apparently it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Very sorry for that. Okay. Well, so this weekend was my birthday. I had my birthday this weekend. Oh, that's my birthday weekend. I completely forgot. No, Pat sent me a, his favorite picture is a dump, dump truck of likes, a little uh, thumbs up. I don't ups. mean I forgot your birthday on your birthday. I forgot it was your birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, we did uh, did some stuff with the family on the birthday, and one of the things we did was 
we kayaked through Chicago. We had uh, those things, you know, you rent the little kayaks on Chicago River. Chicago River. Here's some weird things I saw there. Um, saw the most amount of condoms in a public place I've ever seen. Put it in my pants. In the river. In the river. Gross. I mean, I mean, in one area of the river. And it was really only in one area, which was weird. I'm not joking, probably 15 condoms, like, just floating in the water. Did you get your net? Can I wear protection? No, I didn't. Um, they look good. They look like you could still use them. <laughs> so, but uh, I didn't have enough room, and my sister was not okay taking them in our double kayak. But, uh, you know, people, you can go find it. So what was the area? What was the area? Yeah. I mean, this is like right around like downtown, like near the Trump Tower and all that stuff. I mean, it's like not a, you're not a bad area. Some high end people can't yeah. put it in the trash. <laughs> they put it in the river. Yes. So that, <laughs> the funny thing also is that, so they give these people these kayaks and we, we have kayaks in my house. So I've kayaked multiple times, but uh, they, so they, they rent them to anybody, you know, anybody can go down there and rent them. And this one, this one family rented it with us as well just in the same time as us. And one of the first things they say is stay on the right side of the river. And if you're going to cross, cross at a bridge, because that's like the shortest distance between, you know, I don't know, between the river. Let me guess, and, they didn't uh, follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, so I'm getting, yeah. So, uh, and you're supposed to not go in front of a boat and you just go straight across when you need to cross. The first thing they do, and for, you know, you kind of start going and you're just going to go. But for some reason, Explain. they start going and then they decide they want to turn around right away. Child. And this family in a double kayak decides to turn right in front of a boat. Like this guy's got some yacht that he's driving around, and this this family, this two person kayak, is going literally super slow, and just going straight in front of the kayak. And you can see they're going so slow, and the other boat is coming, and the boat is honking at them the whole time. But they keep paddling. Death wish. And it is honking. They're like, what are you doing? Then, uh, then finally the boat like has to like reverse. You see like the propellers going like backwards and all this stuff, and they don't hit it. It's very close to hitting them. And the guy like runs out on the deck of his boat, and he's like yelling at him, like, "What are you doing?" And they just like ignored it, ignored it. it off. Yeah, it was like okay, well that's the problem. And it was just like uh, they say you're kind of the bikes of the. Uh, that's a good like, comparison. Yes. Yeah. And in that sense, I just was already telling how much I was annoying the other boats. <laughs> you know, like as much as I'm annoyed when I'm driving a car and there's all these people doing the stuff. Um, so I did that, and then I also did the iFly thing, the indoor skydiving. Oh, I did that later in uh, Rosemont. Okay, there's one in Naperville too. So you went to the one in Rosemont. This is one in Rosemont. Okay. Yeah. So the Rosemont has this grass area right in the middle of that. Uh, sometimes it, during the winter, it's, it's an ice skating indoors? rink. No, no, no. Well, grass. This, this is. That Rosemont area where they had like the Toby Keith bar and all that stuff. There's this big rose. You know what I'm talking about where they had all those bars? Yes. Yeah. So there's this grass field in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. It is. It was the weirdest group of people I've ever, like, we were sitting there, had to wait for our turn to go into the indoor skydiving. There was this, like, dad and a son that were just, like, like flapping their arms, like, stretching. There was, this, like, four different people that didn't know each other, like kids. These are kids. But they were all like doing the stretch where they were like sitting on their head, like with their legs like over their body, but like all at different times, and they clearly didn't know each other. Just gotta keep then chasing. It was just like pump. a really weird group of people at this Rosemont. Thing. Rosemont anyway, tourists. Yeah, Rosemont tourists, just weird people. I was being one of them. Anyway, we go up to the uh, the iFly thing, and 
you have this instructor. You kind of go inside this, this big fan that shoots you up in this tunnel. I'm, I was a little bit too big almost for this. Like, <laughs> like, like, you can't ride the ride. Like I, like, I could fit in there, but like, I have very little leniency as far as like, if I, it, if I start going a little bit to the right or left, I run into the, the glass wall. You know, so it was very little like room for error with me opposed to like these little people. But I noticed that the uh, the guy that working there, the guide that kind of takes the groups into the uh, the the flying indoor skydiving has a lot of like groping that goes on. Like he has to he has to grab these people and turn them and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm sure when it's somebody that he finds attractive or he or she gropes away. Maybe maybe there's a little bit more touching than just like, you know, the back and the leg area, you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows. But it reminded me of at Kalahari at the the uh, water park. You ever been to the like any of those places that have the indoor surfing? Never been to water park okay. indoors. Okay. But I know what you're talking about the surfing. The thing. surfing thing. People a lot of times don't do the surfing, they do the uh just a bodyboard. You just go like just bodyboard and you're you know the waves just keep pushing you up. Girls' bikinis on that always fly off, and they know this. This is like because it just says water is always pushing. Right. Even even guys' swim trunks can can push off, but it's much a little more difficult. <laughs> but we noticed one time when I was at Kalahari, the guys working there would would give. They had big T-shirts to give girls when they would go on this bodyboard thing. Okay, but they would only give it to girls that were like over the age of like you know maybe forty. Or something like that. It was really very selective on their choice of. So if it was attractive, if, twenty-year-old girl, yes. she didn't get a T-shirt. Yes, gotcha. And uh, and it was very commonplace for the bikini tops to fly off. It just seems like a little bit. These guys are, you know, they're milking the system a little bit. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, taking they're, advantage of the job. They're taking advantage of the job a little bit. But it just the eye fly thing just reminded me of that. Um, so yeah, it was a good birthday. That kind of stuff. Uh. I was in Milwaukee on the day before that playing volleyball tournament with Jeff Beach, who I got the blood on last night. Well, thank God um, you weren't there on Sunday. So, well, that's what I'm saying. So, actually, the was riots, it Sunday or Saturday? It actually started Saturday. Okay. And, yeah, so Saturday we were playing volleyball, and I left at maybe like 7. But the riot started like that night. And, like, I got out of there just, and, like, it's been crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in the area for that. There's just no. I feel like when a big group like that gets upset, it's there's no stopping them. Yes, there's not a lot of reason that goes there, on with exactly. these riots. There's not a lot of reason <laughs> that goes behind it. And no. You're an innocent bystander and you could end up getting hurt. Exactly, so exactly. Like, you do not want to be involved with that at all. Yeah, there's no reason. Was any of that near where we used to go to school? I thought it was a little on the north side. I think it was more near UWM than it was near okay. Marquette. Um yeah, I think it was more north side, but I could be wrong about that. I wouldn't if I still lived there. I wouldn't leave until the sun was up, and then I would leave town. Yes, no, that's uh, yeah, just stay inside your house, and that's what they were telling people to stay inside your house. So I saw um, one of the guys there uh, that I played used to play volleyball with at Marquette. We were playing against him in the tournament, Smacko Jones. And Smacko Jones had a great idea, and I wanted to give this to the listeners. Um, he talked about how in the prior years he's had different things, themes for his bedroom, this kind of stuff. Last year he had a bunch of, like, pictures of animals, I believe is what he said, or big cats, maybe, like, uh, like he had tigers and stuff like that. And these were, like, the theme, like his room was all just posters of that. He had a new idea, which was conspiracy theories. Uh-oh. And so he wanted to get a copyright. bunch of— Copyright. Yeah, copyright. So he wanted to get a bunch of clips, like uh, newspaper clippings— and pictures from the internet 
and post them up on his wall and then get a bunch of red yarn and then connect all the different things with red yarn. So, and that's what he wanted his room to be in when you walked in. You Tech just saw boards. all these. He just, <laughs> just saw all this. He just saw all Dark these. Dark room like, pictures. Yeah. Uh, you know. Headshots. Headshots, exactly. And then I thought it'd be funny to throw in like some random stuff. Like, uh, you know, you just throw in like a picture of Brad Pitt is in there and somehow he's connected to, <laughs> you know, Bush to 9 11. Investigate 9 11. 9 11 was perpetrated by people within our own government. He disconnected to right. this kind of like just throw him to these different things like that, and uh, yeah, I thought that was an interesting, interesting idea. So, smack shout out to Smacko Jones for that. Anybody's you know, I give uh, my permission from Smacko, you know. Speaking of that. like dark room headshots, we had two people banned from our house in Milwaukee. One of them was someone who actually did something during a party, I wasn't yep. there for it, yeah. But then the other one was a black and white picture of Emilio Estevez. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This was before I moved in all my stuff, but yeah. he was on the wall and banned from the house. <laughs> Darkroom picture style. See, I like that. I really like that. Uh, yeah, I really I really enjoy that. So I'm going to do two, two quick things on the Olympics. Those will be it. You said you it. were done last time. That was time. Of, of last week, of last week. So here's, here's one of the things that's been bothering me about the gymnastics part of the Olympics. Why is the music always like music that nobody would ever listen to? It's in Brazil, isn't no, it? No, but what, the music. But I'm saying these these are the same American routines. I'm saying, say the American girls doing their their routines in gymnastics. They're never. It's never like popular music. I know well, they, they might get, get the rights it. and stuff like that. But it's never like it's not music that nobody would ever listen to. It's like um, it's like royalty free. Uh, like 1980s jazz, or it's like very oh, Russian. It's, it's like, like when we used to make sweepers. Yeah, but like, but like worse than our sweet sweeper noises. I don't. I just don't get why they. You know, I feel like the U.S. can you know fork over the bill a little bit for a better song. Well, for all you know, someone's paying them to play that. Paying them to play this crappy music. I. You're you, right. You would you might never be, hear it. That's a good otherwise. point. You probably would never hear it otherwise. But it's not like a lot of times it doesn't have lyrics. It's just like bad music. Those are those musicians who. Just write music, you know, for like commercial spots and stuff. Yeah, maybe they do that. Maybe it's good. It's a good point. I just feel like it'd be a little more easy to watch if it was a little more catchy music. Uh, last thing, Michael Phelps is still crying on the podium when he's getting his gold medals. Still, Are you buying that? Uh, no. I feel like uh, maybe the first time. Uh, yes, first time definitely. Maybe, maybe first time every Olympics. Sure. Right. But, well, was it the last time? He he did it on I've seen. Like was it his last medal? No, I'm talking about, about. No, no, no. This was like two or three medals ago. This, this was like, you know, a couple of days ago, and he was still. Cry- this was like he did, he got some gold. I don't know if I'm buying it. I'm I not, I I'm really not buying it. I I, to me, it's I think after like go up there and cry. We'll get an endorsement out of it. I'm seeing after like maybe medal three. You don't cry till you get like a number like ten or something. Sure. Or maybe like till a, you break the next record or something yeah. like that. But I'm not buying this like at metal, you know, 23, he's crying. And at metal 26, he's crying. Like, doesn't seem right. No, it does not seem right. It really, it seems fake. I agree. Yeah. It's like, it, how many teams like in football, it's like you win your fourth Super Bowl. They're not crying. No, they're not crying. They're ex- yeah. I mean, fourth. I know I use baseball or football all the time, but I mean, was MJ crying after the sixth? Yeah. Uh, the picture that they always show is him crying after the third, I think. Or s- 
third or fourth. I'm trying to think. The fourth would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it was the fourth. It was the fourth. It was definitely that picture where they show him where he's crying over the... the... That was after his return, Yes, right? after yeah. his return. That would make fourth. sense. That's what I'm saying. So that's like coming back to Olympics, that makes sense. Breaking a record or some sort of thing makes sense. But 23 is a big number. Well, how many did he finish with? Like 28 or something? Yeah, he's like 28, I think. Yeah. I don't think... But I'm saying, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like 24, like he's crying. <laughs> like, I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying it. So I'm calling you out. That's that. So, uh, bitch what? I said bitch. Bitch what? Bitch, 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 so you don't you don't I, read Justin Bieber's Instagram account? No. Okay. So I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah. Swedish fish Oreos. I saw somebody. I didn't think it was real. Is this an actual real thing? I'm reading today.com/food. Okay. So Swedish fish Oreos and deep fried Twinkies to hit some store shelves. The deep fried Twinkies thing would make sense if they were made fresh. Yeah, that's deep fried stuff is not. No, it's like I, the last thing you need is a not fresh deep fried thing. That's when it gets like it's all already grease. unhealthy. Yeah, and it's not fresh. So what's the oh, point? God. But Swedish fish Oreos. This doesn't make any sense to me. I really wonder what the purpose of this is. Like, would you actually buy this just because it's like a rare find? Like, it's a oh, once God. in a once and probably forever they're gonna release these, and it might be worth something someday. But who came up with these flavor combinations? <laughs> You can't dip this in milk. No. Oh, God. no, definitely not. And if you want to, I think something's wrong with so you. Is it is it the same consistency as a normal Oreo, or is it like so? Here's jelly? the even messed up part about it. It's not even like they just put a Swedish fish and like glued together the Oreo yeah. somehow. It's like whatever the Swedish fish is made out of, replace the middle part. So it is. It's not like just Swedish fish flavor frosting in the middle. It's like a Swedish fish in a circle form. I'm looking at a picture of two chocolate Oreo ends and a red center. Like red gummy center? Yes. Oh, that sounds gross. Uh, why? No. I don't understand. And They just keep trying to market this thing with pictures of Swedish fish and Oreos. But when you look at the Oreo, it's just the red gummy and the chocolate. Can we first off yes. talk yeah. about how... I can't stand fruit and chocolate together. Yeah. Well, I don't think they go. Yeah, you know what can, the worst thing ever that, is? Yeah. Is when that? you get that box of chocolate. Yeah. Or someone offers you a piece of chocolate yeah. from their box of chocolate. Yeah. And you get that raspberry chocolate. I'm not, It's never my favorite. No. I don't hate it, though. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> I don't eat chocolate-covered strawberries. I don't dip my bananas in chocolate. I think they're a little overrated. I definitely think they're overrated. I don't think chocolate and fruit go together, so like a dark and a light, you know? I think white chocolate goes better with some stuff. No. Flavor-wise, no. I yeah. get like it looks fancy. It does look and fancy. And it can be fancy. Yeah. But I don't get it. Yeah. Bitch well, that's water. good to know. <laughs> Shut up, bitch! <laughs> that's definitely good to know for any of the uh, people looking to get Pat some gifts sometime. Don't get them the chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds gross. Like, oh, that uh, well, that looks that's a horrible picture. Yeah. Now, I, well, now, like, I want to get a. So now you gotta separate to the it. chocolate. Yeah. You gotta give it a nice little lick. 
<laughs> dip it in milk you can't and eat it. it. That'd be so gross with the milk. That'd be so gross. Oh god. Okay. Well, in in relation to your uh, in relation to your past two bitch wads, Yes. I was gonna say that because you I you know some of my notes that I had Tim Tebow and Paris Hilton, and how perfect of a couple would that be? As far <laughs> as like as far think yeah, of that horrible this. couple. Think, yes, perfect. But think of how much they would love this. As far as you, they both been trying to get back into like the public eye recently. That would, okay. So and yeah. Tim Tebow's Tim Tebow's very much like the I am you know I'm the purest guy you know all this kind Paris of stuff. Hilton is Paris Hilton is the opposite. Is the opposite. She has a sex tape. Yeah, Jared. exactly, exactly. So Tim what I'm Tebow saying. Tim thinks she's going to hell. Exactly. So what I'm saying is that they're both trying to get in this. The what would be a bigger like like celebrity grab that would be the most insane couple like you know they would both be all over the the kanye kim thing's pretty bad exactly but this would be like if they're trying to get back in the public eye this would be the perfect I don't thing think it would make sense That's i get why... what you're saying that this would, oh i think they would be a, a horrible couple story. together i think i think kim so and kanye are a horrible couple it? together then why would they do it well, because I don't think they're great. I don't think they're great people. I don't think either of them are. I don't think either of them are great people. I think anybody like two celebrities can get together as a big media story. But I'm saying is they are clearly looking for that attention, as we've seen Aren't recently. They all? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but I, it's just my that's my matchmaker advice of the week. So if is you that... were to start a small <laughs> business with either Tim Tebow or Paris Hilton, or Paris Hilton, what's what's the business? Tim Tebow is no. It has to be the same business. Oh. See, I can't get in the middle there because they're both the opposite. <laughs> um, Let's say a day camp for kids. A day camp for kids. Well, you're gonna pick Tim Tebow. It doesn't even make sense. That's true. It'd be. It's, you're right. They're they're so opposite that it would be. That's why it'd be the, per- the perfect power couple. Good and evil <laughs> clashing. Good and evil don't yeah. clash yeah. or mix. <laughs> uh, how about a Brendan Fraser movie review? All right. About 20 years ago, back in the last century, I went to actor school, actually. That's back when I was allowed to work with animals. When these experiences are always brought into everyone's home. Why do I smell a fish? Well, these are the uh, yum yum sweats. Uh-huh, she's toying with me. <laughs> <laughs> they think I shaved their butts. I look like a big old steak with legs. 1995's Passion of Darkly Noon. Is he like the main character? He is one of the main characters. I would actually say he is the main character in this movie. Wow. Uh, one of his first like starring roles, I'd say. He's like definitely like the main character in this. Directed and written by Philip Ridley. And uh, you know Philip Ridley because he worked in a pie and mash shop in london of course yeah so i had to look up basically i didn't know anything that was on uh anything else philip ridley had worked on he's only been on like seven movies he's directed a few less than that but um one of his fun facts was he worked in a pie and mash shop in london so i'd look at what pie and mash was and it's minced beef and cold water pastry pie that sounds served with mashed potatoes it sounds horrible it sounds really gross so that's what he worked at so Good for Philip Ridley before he was directing and stuff. I don't know what he's doing now. Anyway, um, this is starring Brendan Fraser. 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 <laughs> uh, he plays Darkly Noon. That is his name. His name is that because his parents put a pin through a Bible, and those are the two words that it landed on. 
Interesting way to pick a kid's name. Yes. Darkling. Well, that's how you end up with a name like Darkling Noon. I guess so. Sounds like Darkwing Duck. <laughs> well, it's not. So <laughs> then uh, Brendan Fraser is Darkling Noon. Then Ashley Judd. Nice. Is Callie in the movie. Uh, she is a bunch of movies, Heat, Double Jeopardy, Diversion, a bunch of stuff. She named after me? Is she Callie? Yeah. Pat Callie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wishes. Viggo Mortensen, who uh, he plays Clay in the movie. You don't know him? No. That's because you don't watch Lord of the Rings. He's uh, Aragon in Lord of the Rings. Who's Aragon? One of the main is guys. Is that the dragon? No. No, it does sound like a dragon's name. But um, Is there a dragon in Lord of the Rings? There is in The Hobbit. Oh, which is kind enough. of part of the Lord of the Rings, yeah. Uh, so he plays Clay. Clay uh, doesn't talk, so he actually has no lines in this movie, but he is a fairly large character. Lauren Dean, I kind of recognized him. He's, he's Jude in the movies and Apollo 13, Gattaca, Space Cowboy. Seemed a lot of th- space themed movies. Then there was a weird character I saw on IMDb and a guy just named Dog. <laughs> and then I clicked on Dog and. Uh, and all Dog it said was hunter? all it said was born as Luis Carmona, and he was in like five other movies. No picture. That's like a good acting acting name. I don't know why Just he would change Dog. it. Born as Luis Carmona. I like Luis Carmona. No. Yeah, that's a cool name, but just dog. And so I thought this might have been the dog because there was a dog in the movie. So I'm like, is this the dog? But it went over like a 17 year span. The movies that Dog had been in. So I was really confused. So if anybody looks up uh, Dog Luis Carmona, feel free to give me all the information you have. So here's what this movie's about. Um, it starts off with Brendan Fraser uh, is walking through a Frasia is walking through a forest and just kind of like stumbling around, clearly out of it, and he falls into this. He basically falls down in the yard of Ashley Judd, and Ashley Judd is just living in a nondescript middle of the forest, and she is living there and. She's dating Viggo Morganson, and he is there. Anyway, Brendan Fraser wakes up uh, after passing out for a while. You find out that he's from this place that's like he's basically from a cult, and his family was super like you know everybody else is going to hell, you know this kind of stuff. He's you know he's at this point he's in his twenties and he's talking like he you know like he's never been outside of his house. You know he's very sheltered and stuff like this. And uh, Ashley Judd is a little bit, like, free, kind of hippie. Notice she has hairy armpits towards the end of the movie. Very much, like, hippie. But, like, you don't really – that was not, like – but anyway, you're very, like, oh, you know, we can do whatever. Let's uh, take off her clothes and go in the hot tub. And he's, like, he's like, no, that's a sin. You know, like, all that kind of stuff. Uh, (laughs) Don't have fun. So this kind of – very much like that, there's this uh, tension there, sexual tension, if you will, between Brendan Fraser and her. But he's kind of crazy. He's wants, very crazy. He wants the armpits. Yeah, he wants the armpits. So then uh, Viggo Mortensen is in there. She's clay. Anyway, Brendan Fraser one time goes into the <clears throat> he goes into the woods a little farther for some reason, and he runs into this crazy lady who says that Ashley Judd is a witch and that she's a sinner and all this stuff. And so then like things kind of escalate from there because he's like obsessed with Ashley Judd because he is attracted to her. But then he's also hearing this mixed something from this crazy lady in the woods saying that she's like a witch and she killed people and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, it goes from there. This movie started out for me. I was like, man, did I find a hidden gem? 
<laughs> you know, I'm like diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough. This movie, I never heard of it. You know, I'm just got beef rays in it. Pretty solid, pretty intriguing going on so far. Then it just, I don't know what happened. I would say about halfway through the movie, it just goes from making sense to just like, what was the point of that? To it, like, at one point in the movie, these this group of like at the end, this group of uh, people. This is not going to ruin anything with the movie. These these people come up with an elephant and they say, "Hey, we were." Uh, in a circus and we went had a big tragedy and now we're just wandering through the woods can you help us get out and like no bad writing it was just it didn't make any sense no structure no structure and it was just like really weird like towards the end it, like there's all these storylines that like didn't really make any sense it didn't go anywhere and it was like what was the point of that and it was just i i don't even like i don't even know how to handle it towards the end but the beginning you're like first half of the movie you're like uh, you know, I could I could live with this. this. You know, it was like quality was not great. You know, mid nineties and kind of like low, kind of independent budget. But uh, I'm gonna give this a Sean S. No, this was uh, no. <laughs> no, this is not a this is not a great Brendan Fraser movie. Um, he has many many better movies than this, but he was a main star, and this is earlier in his career, and he's playing kind of a crazy psycho guy, which is kind of interesting. Uh, not so typical of a lot of his like zany characters. Like he's not funny in this at all. He's not trying to do any kind of comedy or goofy try to stuff at all. He's just kind of a crazy weirdo in this. So, uh, Passion of the Darkly Moon. Are any of these movies like in the intro? Like you know those quotes from Brendan Fraser? Have we have we gone over that? Like um, what those quotes? What movies those are from? Yes. So some of okay. Uh, we talked about I smell a fish. I think that was. I think that was from the nut job. Um, then at one point he says, uh, I'm going to uh, go into everybody's home. How these experiences go into everybody's home. That's he's t- at a premiere for Texas Rising, which I'm going to have to review at some point in the future. That's a TV show. Um, these are the yum yum sweats. That is him talking about uh, the one where he is... Oh my God, these names coming off the top of my head is not going well. But it's the one where he is a real estate developer in the forest and there's all these uh, animals that are trying to attack him. I reviewed it a long time ago. Um, and you can't remember the name. And I can't remember the specific name of it. It came out in like 2010, I can tell you that. that looks like me. So anyway, yeah, they're basically all from something or interviews that he had and stuff like that. So uh, this one did has did have some good lines that I might try to find now and try to add them in later and so that kind of stuff, but it was good. So have some Tanzania news. Yay! The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. The scientists claim that the patients are now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. From Tanzania? Yes, I am. Private sector urged to invest in Dodoma. So remember, the uh, there's a town that I always had a hard time pronouncing, and that was Dar es Salaam. That was the old capital. Apparently, apparently they're moving all the government is they're now moving. They're changing the capital? Well, I don't know if they're changing the capital as much as they're just transferring all the government. So basically that is basically changing the capital. Isn't that kind of the, the point? Yes. So they're cha- I, they, I don't know if they've officially said that that's where the capital is changing to, but 
Oh, renewed capital transfer. Okay, so yes, it is definitely official. So to invest in Dodoma, so that's where they're going. And so they what they want here is that they're saying that they just want, uh, instead of the government to like put all this money into the new capital, they want people on their own to do it. So they say, we're not, we're not, I mean, we have all this stuff here. We're going to move to Dodoma. Why don't you guys buy, you know, make hotels. We want some more four-star and five-star hotels there. And why don't you guys build, you know, new restaurants and that kind of stuff. And none of it's going to be funded by the government? No. That what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. They what? said they have enough water and they have enough electricity. So why don't you guys so go ahead and do it? funded by? That's, they want the people, they want rich people to do it. Oh. They want the private sector to do it. So, uh. That's one way to yeah, think about it. it. Hey, we're not going to do it, so why don't you guys do it? <laughs> it's an interesting uh, concept, but I guess the taxpayers don't have to pay for it. That's a good point. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. So, I, as long as people actually did it, which is probably never the case. Which is probably never the case. But it is, you know, he's saying basically that uh, this is Magafuli is saying that our boy, our boy is is saying that um, there's going to be a bunch of people like you know people coming in on the embassies and stuff like that over to this new place and they're going to want places to stay and they're going to want this kind of thing and restaurants and all this kind of stuff. So you guys should build up in Dodoma, Tanzania, Dodoma. There you go. Yeah. So uh, that's all the, uh, that's the Tanzania update. It's pretty crazy over there. Pretty insane stuff. As always. As always. As always. I'm still upset about the miniskirts. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll change once the, uh, once the capital moves, maybe. Once the capital moves, yes. Start getting a little more progressive. Yes, exactly. I think that'd be a great idea. So, Pat, um, as I was having my birthday the other day, what I realized is that it's so awkward. I mean, we might have talked about this before. I'm sure maybe we have. But it just one of the most awkward things is just when everybody else is singing happy birthday and you're the one that it's your birthday. Oh, yeah, especially if you're at a restaurant yeah. and they start doing it. That's the worst. Like, what do you do during that time? Like, you don't want to start singing around. You're That's singing like a happy birthday for yourself. When you're opening a gift, I feel the same kind of awkwardness. Like, yeah. spotlight is on you. You have to react in an appropriate way. Yes. But at least you have something to do during a gift. Like, yeah, at least when someone's have... singing, you can't really do anything. What do you do? You, you like, you smile. stare. You stare. Yeah, you stare. You kind of just, like, try to look I at know, the candles. Some people sing along. That's even what... weirder. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, and then you just say happy birthday to me. Like, I'm cheering for myself that it's my birthday while everybody else is. It feels forced. Did you get some cha-cha-cha? No. What was the point in that? What was the cha-cha-cha? What does that mean? Uh... I mean, that's the cha-cha is a dance. Yeah, but why do you say that on happy birthday? Is that kind of like to break up the awkwardness between, um, I guess you could say, lines? Yeah, 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 just like a, yeah, some filler. Filler. Yeah, <laughs> a little bridge. So that's a good question. The cha-cha-cha was always, I was never a big fan of that. No. No, no. Not at all. Yeah, the kids that did that were just a bunch of nerds. I know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's, uh, that's, a good, that's a good question, Pat. I, I don't. So, what is the solution? What do you think would be the best thing for somebody to do during? Um, definitely not take a selfie or a Snapchat video of it happening. I've seen a couple of those. Yeah, like while you're, yeah, everybody's seeing you happy birthday, you take a Snapchat video. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty lame, man. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Um, I don't know. What can you do? That's the thing. I think that's why this is. A- I just say change it up. Don't wait for the song to finish. Blow out your candles and just start eating the Pat cake. Pat says prematurely start eating the stuff while they're doing You know what? That's Why not? Why not? 
People well, you gotta wait. wait as soon as you're done singing, and then I think just make start eating wish. it while. Uh, yes, make the wish before. My brother always likes to do the uh, like about two seconds after Happy Birthday started, then he starts singing it. <laughs> so it's like in the in the gap between Happy Birthday to you, and then it's like Happy. It's like there's always this huge gap. It always pisses off everybody else in my family, but I I find it very funny. Uh, but during it, I mean. Dance. I, I like you got the dance option. Dance. But realistically, yeah, if you're around like family, it might not happen as much. But I like the I like the just you're gonna start just biting. I'm just start cutting the cake and just start eating it. <laughs> I, I think that's your best option, yeah. dude. You have something to do with your hands. You don't want to say anything. You can't just stare at the people that are all staring at you. And uh, which was kind of the problem with the eye fly thing, with that uh, with the with the indoor skydiving is that they force yeah, you to to tilt you. your chin up. Yeah. And there's all these people just standing, sitting around, and they're all just looking at you because they have nothing else to do. Right. And you you have to for, you can't look down at the at the at the big fan below you. You have to look up, and you're literally like eye level with these people. You're just staring at them while you're like you just have like a stupid look on your uh, face. That'd be really weird. <laughs> and they're like you know a foot away from you, just through this glass. You're like you feel like you're in like a fish tank. Like that. So it's a similar situation hey man, with put this. Put yourself in the shoes of those fish. That's what I'm saying, man. I feel do for it you every day. I feel for you, fish. At least no one's tapping on the glass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got anything else, Pat? Uh, we can talk about it next time. I got a couple uh, things I've noticed on social media. Also, a very weird gum campaign going on, like chewing gum. A little teaser? Or do you want to talk about it now? Uh, how much time we got? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay, I bought a pack of five gum. Okay. And on the wrappers, there's a truth or dare. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember one of them was like, truth, what's in your... They're all dares. Yes. One of them's like, truth, what's in your refrigerator? Go Instagram a picture of it. (laughs) Hashtag five gum. (laughs) Truth or dare. It's like five gum, truth or dare. Okay. So yeah, that's not a truth. Doesn't tell you to go do something. No, truth the, is a question. And the problem with the truth or dare is your truth. What well, you can't like respond to it. No, there's like a truth or dare on every wrapper of gum now. So one of them is like, dare give this piece of gum to your biggest frenemy. 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 Wow. <laughs> I didn't know. But then the person knows that once you give them the gum, unless you're just handing them to. Yeah. Here's the problem. You unwrap like, it. If you unwrap and give it to them, they're like, why did you... T- I'm not going to eat this gum that you just put your hands all over the part that I'm going to stick in my mouth. Or if you give them the wrapper, then they know that you're your biggest friend of me. Yeah. <laughs> this is- it's like truth. What's the most embarrassing thing you've done in the last year? Go tweet it. Hashtag five gum, truth or dare. <laughs> they're all dares. <laughs> it's, so- it's really weird. It's, uh, I really see weird. how it's probably working. Yeah. They just- There's enough zombies out there who just need some attention, so they tweet or Instagram it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Instagram, follow Pat on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Pat P33. Nobody follows Pat? Just Banks. Banks, come on. We need some Pat needs some fans following him on Instagram. I bet you we have a lot more people following Bad P33 than Pat Callan at 44. Oh, that's okay. And I don't, anybody... I don't post pictures that often. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the the five gum um how about people get a, get us a pack and then tweet us at Chubset Podcast with the hashtag take five or whatever the stupid hashtag they have is. <laughs> I forget what it was. It was like a week ago. Hashtag like a week ago? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, hashtag whatever their stupid take five thing is and uh, at Chubstep Podcast. 
Send us emails at chubstep or chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Rate us on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell a neighbor. Tell uh, your friend of me. Tell someone on the bus. Tell someone on the bus. Everybody go up to a random person on the bus and grab their iPhone. Only if they have an iPhone. Then you can go up to the store, the podcast app, and you can subscribe to I, you know, describe to Chubstep on iTunes for us. Go to the zoo, take a goat selfie, <laughs> and tweet it at us. Exactly, exactly. At Chubstep Podcast. Yeah. And the show's ended. Now you know you got to go. Program is now shutting down. Peace. This is Yasin.